finally have Wes Watson over here, and he's somebody that I've really, really looked up to. And I happened to see a video of his where this gentleman by the name of Snoo Jay, who has his own channel, he just took a small little deep dive into his man cave over here. And uh, you know what I actually saw behind behind all the all the luxury, all the hyper materialism, all of that was a thorough gentleman and somebody who's had a really, really hard life and is out here to inspire a lot of people. And I really want to understand from Wes, where does his journey essentially begin from? Where did he begin? What was he like a child? And what eventually got him into prison for 10 years and eventually right here before all of you guys making over $2 million a month. He has all the best real estate in the world. And uh, tell us more about yourself, Wes. I mean, I, I grew up in Oceanside, Oceanside, California. It's a part of San Diego, about, you know, 15 minutes north of here. I was actually driving up the coast and I was remembering my childhood today. I grew up surfing, snowboarding and skating. And that's the thing. At that time, in the 90s, into the early 2000s, I was born in 83, I'm 39. But at that time, there were... We smoked weed. Surfers, skaters, snowboarders from SoCal, they smoke weed. Yeah. So, you know, me and all my friends, that's what we want to do. We wanted to smoke weed. And once you have a habit like that at a young age, you, you got to find a way me, to smoke for free. And so smoking for free turned into selling weed. Selling weed turned into selling harder drugs. Selling weed turned into selling big amounts of weed. Now, once you start making a good amount of money doing it, it no longer becomes, hey, I want to smoke for free. Hey, I could live a dope life off this. Yeah. And we grew up on Scarface, Goodfellas, all the gangster movies, the drug dealing, that era. Yeah. And so that turned into a vision that, hey, I, I, could, I could live well off this. I grew up, my dad's a construction worker, mom's a hairdresser. We had no money. We were lower middle class. Yeah. We had everything. We had a roof. We had food. We had all that, car, everything. But... In America, in Southern California, if you're lower middle class, you're poor, you're looked down upon, you're not living like this, yeah. and you struggle. Yeah. Arguably, that type of struggle in Southern California as lower middle class is harder than anywhere in the world. Because yeah. what you know is what you don't have. So you're either a have or a have not. You're looking around, there's struggle. I was always embarrassed. You, The parents place a lot of stress on the family about um, not having... You know, not having the bills at the end of the month. When the end of the month would come, there's a lot of pain, stress, and, and negative energy in a household. So, Wes, I happened to see one of these interviews of yours where you mentioned that, you know, your dad was really, really tough. And uh, despite all of that, being a construction worker, you really looked up to him. He had an immense work ethic. And that's what you've also incorporated into your own life. But what do you think your dad essentially lacked that made you feel that, you know, you were essentially really, really embarrassed of your lifestyle way back then, what could you have done differently that you actually did? Well, my dad was a beast. He was like 6'5", 270, just huge arms. He was a, he was just a man's man, like yeah. just what he was. And I mean, nobody would deny that, but he just didn't have the financial savvy like to really take care of a family at a high level. Now that the way I live, I mean, I have three Rolls Royces, I have three Lamborghinis, I have a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, a mansion in Venetian Islands in Miami. I fly private multiple times a week. Now seeing what was capable when I just was a more developed individual in, in, in any fucking area. Yeah. If he chose to be a very developed individual mentally, he could have had the biggest construction business known to man that was doing 
nine figures annually. He could have. I mean, anyone can when they're at that level mentally of accepting and walking into a vision that's far superior than anything they've known, but they only know small amounts of success. I always envisioned grand amounts of success and got around those that lived it. So it became, I normalized it by being around them. And if I wasn't around them, I read about them. I watched them. I I looked at uh, high-end cars and a high-end lifestyle always. Even still till this day, when I go to bed at night, I'm Googling every property that I would want to get. And I'm the next car purchase or whatever. I've barely made it to looking at LaFerraris and Bugattis now. But I mean, as that happens in planes and my own jet now and stuff, as that happens, you start to see how it'll fit your life understand the financial burden and see if it's if it's an allocation that you can make in your current life a lot of people who are like suffering financially they have such a small vision that that's what traps them and i just believe my dad wasn't around successful enough people if he had a group like a mastermind group of other construction business owners like we have nowadays online which he didn't have back then if they had that nowadays, like let's all meet up and talk numbers and learn from each other, imagine what he could have been. Right. And that's why I tell you guys that fucking masterminds and groups and communities are so crucial because you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what's possible till you get around the other people. I was speaking at an event the other day and I said, how many people in here make over $2 million a month? Two people raised their hand. One was Bedros Kulian and one was me. He's one of your mentors. And he's right? one of my mentors. Right. Everybody else was a high-level person, very famous high-level people. None of them were making that much. Mm. They weren't directly mentored by this man. They weren't directly mentored by people who have a success level that they were willing to step into with the work ethic and the understanding and then taking the blueprint. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So how did you learn about this blueprint? What did, you, what did it actually teach you about your own self, about where you were lacking essentially? Right in the beginning when you were starting. Personal development in general, the whole thing is, is your success will never exceed your level of personal development. Yeah. Success is something you attract by the person you've become. So once you're putting stuff out online or you're working with high level individuals, they see your daily habits and your, and the, the level at which you're thriving as an individual. And that's an attraction to them. Say, say I own a massive company and some youngster has a very rigid set of non-negotiable habits where he's elevating as an individual quickly. Well, then I would hire for attitude and then train him for skill Absolutely. because that attitude, that mindset is someone who will thrive. And I mean, people just don't understand that. They think they can drink. They think they can be lazy. They think they can do drugs. They think they can overeat. And then they think they can just thrive in just business. And that's where most of... The people from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s failed. And that's why a lot of people are becoming very successful very quickly in like, you know, the 2010s to 20s and on because they understand that personal development is the prerequisite to their success. Because I mean, I was, just put it this way. Before I went to prison, I was a multimillionaire, but I had poor habits. Those poor habits landed me in prison. Now I'm a multimillionaire and I have good habits. So now the trajectory is massive i mean it's changed completely 100 percent. it's even biblical like the story of matthew where those who have more will steadily get more and those who have less more will be taken from them very true and so i mean you look around at these signs and people who are taking one step today will soon save one and a quarter one and a half two and a half per day and it's just it's what i've known people who understand their trajectory to 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 operate from it it all comes from confidence follow through and like like i've said before 
the whole thing is a, is a confidence is a byproduct of consistent implementation. Absolutely right. This man was consistently implementing improper habits and vices in a, a mindset that wasn't congruent with the outcome he wanted. If he would have consistently implemented a bunch of habits that were based on a positive mindset, uh, restructuring his vision, uh, moving forward with no friction due to clarity because he didn't engage in acts that built karmic debt. I mean, a lot of people are suffering from karmic debt and we'll get into that later, but yeah. the whole thing is, is the amount of clarity I have because of the character I possess is what gets me able to move forward quicker than most. So, but if this man would have structured his daily habits in alignment with the outcome he wanted, his thoughts, actions, and energy aligned with the outcome he wanted, then he would have got the outcome for sure. Showing up as his future self, but right now. 100%. Right now, showing up as his future self right now. So he walks into that and every endeavor he pursues, he pursues as a man that is yet to even be established because he's so far ahead of everybody That's else. a lot of reprogramming. So when no, did this begin? Did this begin in prison? Yeah, my reprogramming uh, just started when I started to read quote books. So a lot of people are like, what books did you read? I'm like, I read quotes. I didn't read books. I read like three or four, maybe five total books. And I just, I didn't even read those books. I rewrote them. So I would read a page and rewrite it in my own words. I didn't like to plagiarize. Nice. And I felt like I retained it greater. And I became a great copywriter in the process. But the, the point behind it all was, is that the quotes did it for me. That was the wisdom that I couldn't hide from. If I couldn't hide from the wisdom, I had to apply it. If I had to apply it, because my conscience was screaming at me for its application, then I would live in a conscience congruent manner Correct. that was walking me towards the path of greatness. I mean, if, if everyone listened to their conscience, they it would be infallible. There's so many areas that our ego steps in front of the conscience and it becomes a problem. You also mentioned that, you know, you've always been a multimillionaire. Like, you know, you worked that way through. That comes with a lot of discipline also. You also mentioned in one of these earlier interviews of yours that I saw that you always had a lot of financial maturity. How did that come around? Well, I just, you know, at 13, 14 years old, I was studying my credit score. I wanted. That's why it's so improper for people to dull others' vision at a young age. Oh, you don't want that car. It's materialism. The only reason I studied credit and studied uh, financial, the ability to be able to have a financial capacity at a young age is because I wanted the car. Right. I mean, the only reason you would learn how to build a better body is because you wanted the girl. Of course. So, I mean, you course. have to have yeah. wants and desires, which so many people are being told to not have at a young age, which is completely a farce. And, and it's just it's going to deconstruct a lot of people's ability to to create their higher self at a younger age. That's also because a lot of people today, they're obsessed with instant gratification, right? They don't want to put in the work. So when you said that, all right, you, I, I always remember that you had really thick forearms, which you still do, of course. And uh, that was also one of the reasons for you to actually hit the gym because you really wanted to look a certain way, to fit a certain mold. So in order to do that, when you never saw the results almost instantaneously, what made you keep going on? What made you that consistent? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm a firm believer in showing up for how you feel. I don't, I have everything. But some days I don't feel good. Yeah. The only days I don't feel good are the ones where I didn't act in alignment with my conscience. So your conscience is telling you step by step, get up, get up at this time. It's always going to be the discomfort that gives you the confidence, gives you the strength and gives you the internal, the intrinsic worth, the internal values that make you enjoy life. Amazing. It's never going to be the instant gratification or the car or the money. I made plenty of money today, but I really destroyed how I feel 
by a couple of my reactions to someone I care about. Right. So I mean, this, once you once you have everything, and you have character, and you have a consistent program, slight deviations in your character will prove an area of weakness and wisdom that is to be held because of that failure. Correct. When you have a daily program, a slight deviation there will will expose a weakness. And this is what your this is what your coaching program is all about. Yes, yeah, well. so I, I, I built I built a system and a blueprint for you to operate from. Once you engage in that for long enough, I mean, even seventy two hours of perfect alignment, you'll it feels supernatural. I mean, stuff just starts going your way. But I mean, you know, ninety days of perfect alignment, I can completely change someone's life fully. The whole thing is, is the best part about it is. Once they've, they feel, oh my, I've never felt like this. This is what everybody's after, this high-frequency mindset. Correct. Once I get people into that high-frequency mindset, the most beautiful thing happens when they fail. When they go cheat on their diet, they feel like they did cocaine again. Or they did drugs or they killed someone. Precisely. I'm like, do you see how far you, I've taken you? you? You actually cheat. Something that was normal to you, you shifted back into in another day. parallel reality altogether. Something that was completely normal to you a long time ago. Now you've messed up on your macros, your macronutrients, your fats, proteins, and carbs. You're treating that the same way you would treat a massive failure in the past. So look yeah. how far we've elevated you. But the, the whole point behind it is, is we create a daily structure of elevation mentally, physically, and spiritually. And when you break from that, you feel something. You feel that low frequency, uh, the low frequency emotions that just wash over you. They, they permeate you. And that'll be low frequency. The lowest frequency. You go shame back to your old, yeah, your older habits and all yeah. that stuff that got you in that place. Hundred percent. Yeah. So the lowest frequency is shame or guilt. Those right. are at the bottom of the chart. Yeah. And it goes up to a desire, anger. Of course. Then we elevate love. to acceptance, right. uh, gratitude. You know, um, enlightenment. Hawkins love. Scale. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the whole point is is. I show up to feel good. So a loaded answer to that is I just show up to feel better. If I feel better then you are um, better if i feel better then what i tell people is the way you the world is not as it is the world is as you are absolutely so if i feel better my world is better if i feel like shit my world is shit if so if i create a better looking world that i feel great about because i've internally engineered myself now i'm able to orchestrate the world as i please because i'm aligned with the mirror that is that's ama that's amazing so how do you always stay this present because it's it's always a possibility present. that you I, know, I was you in can... isolation for so long so being in being in the penitentiary with zero distraction being in isolation for years uh, you operate from like cyclical emotions mm. so someone who's in isolation for a long time it's kind of like a diagnosis that they operate from cyclical emotions so i run through happiness, sadness, enlightenment, gratitude. I run through the same emotions that most people run through. They just have a longer scale because all exterior events are causing their emotions to become predominant inside them. Correct. The reactionary time is a lot greater. Yeah. I mean, the, the space between stimulus and response. So there's a stimulus, then there's a response, you know, and the space between it is different for people who aren't in isolation. When you're in isolation, there's no stimulus, but your brain still is going to send you through uh, memories and events that trigger these emotions, but they're on a 24 hour scale. If something's on a 24 hour scale, not a month scale, you have a greater ability to solve and attach fail safes to each emotion. 100%. So if an emotion arises, I can attach something to it that negates it. So then I create systems around that mindset and I create systems around these emotions that pop up quicker than others because mine's coming again tomorrow. Mine's coming again tomorrow. And this is years on end. So someone who's not in isolation, who's not in prison, who does not have 
a daily routine like this cannot orchestrate, cannot create fail safes, and will not have a blueprint to shut down um, low frequency states or like any negativity. Yeah, because it'll always be in survival. Yeah. So how uh, how did all of this come to you? Like you said that it, it happened when you were in isolation. So when you were in isolation, of course, you also had to endure your mind, right? You had to endure these thoughts coming into your head as well. So how did you overcome them? When did you realize that these are just thoughts? And these are not thoughts that the generative emotions that are coming out of them are not things that you need to essentially play into every single moment. How do you, how well, did you I do that? I just always use them for my benefit. So if something popped up and it was hurting me, it was triggering me, then I, I, I looked above and I said, I guess this is the strength I asked for. Right? Did you allow yourself to feel through yeah, those emotions? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I still do till this day. I always look at, I, you know, everybody always says, you know, it's, it's, you know, life isn't happening to you. It's happening for, for you. you, but they just say that the whole thing with me was, is that I had to, like, there was no way around it. It was complete survival mode. So when something bad would happen to me, I, I always wanted to be the strongest individual, like the most, like the most savage man known to man. So when I was experiencing these things in prison where the door would slam for a year and they wouldn't let me out and all I could do was work out and face my own mind, I was like, I would just look up and I would just report above is what I say. And I would say, I guess this is the strength I asked for. So even today, something I'm asking for must be more patience because I have a lot of things testing me. Yeah. So you always got to ask what you're deeply asking the universe to grant you in the form of like, what are you being, what do you, what tests are you drawing in? What are you asking for? And I asked for all of it because I wanted something. I'm saying, I'm telling the universe, I want to be the baddest motherfucker. I want to be the strongest motherfucker. He's like, okay, well, I'll send you some events and test so do you the have, shit. Do you have what it takes? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll build you up. Right. I love it. I mean, if anyone who's watching this doesn't understand the depth of the mind and how we have to, we have to, truly, we have to truly understand that the way you view the world is a confession of your character, well, then there's ample times every day for you to correct your character. If your character is solid, you could never be unaligned with an outcome. So now we have a result that we want and we have a certain character base and then we have aligned actions, thoughts, and energy. It's very easy to stay aligned with an outcome. People are, don't even understand that they want to be in better shape, but their eating habits aren't aligned with that outcome. Hmm. They want a, a greater financial capacity, but the, the blueprint they're operating from just doesn't even support that. So that they're a firefighter, but they're dreaming of millions. What you're doing doesn't even support the vision. You're completely unaligned. They have to sit down and actually write that vision. You down. have to you have to sit down and say, are my thoughts, actions, and energy aligned with the direct outcome I want? Right. And I mean, as I say that, I step back in my mind's eye, my mental witness, as Napoleon Hill would say. Yep. And I just told myself, Wes, in your relationship right now, you are not aligned. Your thoughts... Your thoughts are aligned, your actions are up and down, hmm. and your energy is not aligned. It's up and down as well. It's not completely aligned. Because you asked for that. Yeah, because I'm, I guess I'm trying to get to know myself deeper in a relationship setting. Because I always tell girls because, I'm with or people. Because you were in isolation for I was such in a long prison time. for fucking right, 10 years. Right. I've, been in, I've been with, you guys, if you guys think you're cool for having sex with multiple women or that's instant not, gratification or you struggle cool, with porn, let me tell you. I have everything and I've been with four women since I've been out of prison. Trust me, a lot of them solicit me in the DM too yeah. and in person, but I've been with four women since I've been out of prison. It's been five and a half years and I'm very successful. Instant gratification, these vices, they're across the board and they only make you weak. 
Very obviously someone wants female presence in their life, but are you really high value if you're selling yourself out as much as they are? No. Exactly, exactly. You you want to attract who you are at that point of time, who you can learn from as well. They they don't understand that they completely attract who they are in the moment, in that moment. So. Yeah. So you got to build yourself up in that way. Hundred percent. Wow. So Wes, tell me tell me this that you know when you said that you know one has to be really congruent uh, with respect to uh, you know like a firefighter for example he's thinking of millions uh, he has to actually take that time out sit with himself he has to eventually learn how to zoom out as well. So when did you learn how to do that while you were in prison? Considering that you'd already mastered this game unconsciously when you were younger, you already had your multi-millions way before. Then when you turned your life around, what were the steps that you essentially took? Because you only knew how to make money in a certain way. And so I, I knew, but I, I, I was a man of action. Yeah. It was just improper action. Correct. So it was very easy for me to shift my trajectory. I just did everything the opposite of what I was. But you had to know, right? You need to have that clarity as well. But that it, what is it that you really wanted the, to do? The, the whole thing with me is I wasn't trying to make money. All I was right. not trying to come out and make millions. Okay. I just wanted to be a better man. And I just wanted to not be a wreck anymore. Yeah. So I just want to be in good shape. I'll walk to the gym. I felt so good with my current set of habits. And um, the best part about it was is I just got online and started sharing what worked for me. So I went online, I started sharing everything that worked for me, the workouts, how I was eating, how I was thinking. And then that became the basis of why I believe you have to live a life of purpose to elevate to this status. Because I had healed myself and now through social media, I was teaching others to do the same. I was already a multimillionaire before prison. I never had trouble getting women. I never had trouble making money. I never had trouble having friends. I mean, everything that would make life livable for a man or his desirable life, I had it already, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't, we're not even like the word happy. I wasn't content. I wasn't at peace. So. Are you at peace today? One, once I, in moments, mo momentarily. So moment by moment, we're shifting out of whatever we currently are. You know, Aurelius said straight, never straightened. So I have moments I'm at peace and the moments I'm not. And I clearly understand which moments take me out of alignment with that. And the definition of inner peace is not knowing time as it passes by. So, I mean, flow state is when you don't know time. Exactly. I don't know time during this interview because I'm not chasing a desire that's in my phone or desire with my, my lady or a, any type of desire. I'm just in the moment. How Likely. do we get in that moment? We get in that moment selflessly through flow state when we're actually sharing what brought us to a place of peace. So right now, since we're in a place of self-transcendence, we're, you know, we're actualized individuals in some areas of our lives, yes. trying to become the teacher and transcend self and give to others. You'll always be in flow when you're transcending self. And so my whole thing, if you look at my Instagram, it's an outward depiction of my inward self that I know is a correct, it's, it's a correct Influence. massive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a massive guide for others. Instruction manual. It is to get to a place of peace. Now, if someone just doesn't question and they're like, I'm just gonna get up early like he does. They're like, I, I'm just gonna work out too. I'm just gonna, do the I'm work, track my diet. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna question the work, it's gonna be non-negotiable and I'm just gonna see how I feel. Mm -hmm. Most people would find themselves in the best place they've ever found themselves from the very simple tools we possess inside of us every day that are tools of removal. So humans are meant to feel a lot of negative emotions, yes. negative feelings. Yes. We're meant to feel all that. They're actually gifts. 
But those tools inside are the ones that we exercise to extinguish the negativity, which then has a precursor of a positive effect on the very, other side. Very true. So you're supposed to wake up feeling unaccomplished. You're supposed to wake up feeling very negative, feeling angry, feeling low frequency, feeling any of these low frequency emotions, anger, shame, guilt, frustration. You're supposed to wake up feeling that way. Then you go into a positive act like a workout, a positive act like helping someone else, and that lifts you up. That extinguishes that feeling. So that's telling you inside, oh, when I act this way, that negative pain, that pain goes away. And eventually that becomes a habit. So it eventually becomes a habit that we engage in every day because we want to feel better. Right. It's always just about how we feel. This if we chased how we feel instead of what we wanted or our desires, it, actually, if you chase your most desires, you realize they made you feel like shit. Yeah. So then you, <laughs> you would remove them. But I mean, the whole thing is, is to create a daily system and process that's aligned with our us elevating our ascending to our higher self that has no detriment and how do we know if it's a detriment well regret's your guideline correct if you regret it that's your guideline for removal just keep on releasing oh yeah you just it's just complete self-mastery takes self-honesty right and a lot of people are so dishonest they dishonest never themselves. be able to really pinpoint and like i said before um, your best friend is self-criticism so, I mean, once you're able to really look at yourself within, I've been around very successful entrepreneurs lately where I'm like, no, you're fat. You have to drop the fucking weight. You're never going to get yeah, there. Yeah. And they, they were like shocked that I was saying that. I'm like, why are you shocked? You're fat. They know that. Yeah, but they, they were shocked that it yeah. was actually being brought to uh, the table right. that this was the reason they weren't excelling in something like their personal brand. Correct. Saying your truth, compression. Yeah, I was just fully saying it to them. Yeah. And then, like, they would repost something that I say, because I'll say something I love ain't lies. Right. Like, if you didn't tell someone that you love that they were overweight, if you held it from them, you told them they look fine, but in the back of your head, you were lying. You didn't think they looked fine. You didn't think they felt fine. You were worried about their health. If you lied to them and told them it was okay, you love them anyways, are you really, are, do you really love them? Not at all. No, you're actually... You're actually bringing them down a negative path that is going to lead to their demise. You're going to see them fall down and eventually that's going to affect you because you have that person in your life and you don't want to be concentrating on that when you're actually up on your way up building yourself up. Yeah, the, the best thing that you could ever know is your weakness is their way out. Right. So that's my goal behind what I say ripped, rich and rare. Yeah. Like to possess the three R's. Rare, no vices, great habits, strong character, ripped, you know, Great low body fat. You don't have to be crazy muscular, but I mean, ex extremely lean compared yeah. to society standards, but normal Correct. what people are supposed to be. <laughs> society standards. And then, you know, yeah. and then rich. I mean, financial capacity to where you're not struggling each day. You really can't be in a spiritual place if you're having to denounce a lot of things that would accentuate your growth. But a lot of people cannot engage in the personal development work or have the time to work on themselves because the pinch financially that is their greatest source of pain. Yes, yes. We've all been there, man. We've all been there. And we've got ourselves out of it. So Wes, uh, what I also wanted to understand from you is that you have, you know, you, you love the good things in life. And eventually that is something that's become a brand that's <clears throat> synonymous to who you are. So when people see that, do you, do you at times feel that you're attracting the wrong kind of people towards you because you're actually such a deep human being? And uh, you know, That's what's needed. Yeah. So, I mean, the shallow kid, the old me, who would sell drugs or harm someone to get money, he needs to know there's a better way. 
So that person who's actually a massive liability, yeah. I'm telling, there's a better way to get those rims on your urus. There's yeah. a better way yep. to get that money and that stuff you want. Right. And it's helping people. There, and you make way more. And there's no downside. So I'm actually showing the people in society the liabilities that they, they need to become an asset first. And then they will actually acquire the assets they want. That's incredible. But the, the biggest thing is, is that the people who don't need that, the people who are already financially fine and they're maybe just comfortable in the middle, they're, they're actually triggered by it because when you're showing success, it, it makes someone either insecure or inspired. Yeah. And the people true. who are lower who want the stuff you're showing, they're very inspired. The people who've denounced it because they're hating on what they gave up on. Yeah. Those people are actually don't understand the massive implications they're having on society by just keeping everything. They're, split. Also, they're also lying to themselves. Just precisely. It's a complete lie. Yeah, it is. It is. So the other day I was talking to Andy Frazella, who's one of my mentors. And yeah, he said, of course. do you know how many people eat today because I loved nice cars? It was so good. He's, he's so accurate. 75 hard, man. You know how, how many, many people, people live better today because he liked nice cars and he would work to get them so many people it's crazy and they never would see it that way just because of their own insecurities but so many people do i don't even like to say that most of the world sees something a certain way because in my world most of the world see it my way yeah because i've cultivated that type of space i don't even really engage with low frequency individuals because they're deterred by people like us. We go speaking like this and they yeah. run. They just, they can't even be around. I've it. seen that. In fact, this coaching call that you also had right now, this dude with the $3,000 and all that stuff. You don't understand ascension. I guarantee your content's not even correct to ascend them. I guarantee that you don't have a middle of the program to nurture them. I mean, bro, it's very easy to me how to do this. Ansh understood it really great. He's like, uh, well, they would have something to elevate them first before they would go into a higher ticket program that is feasible for most people but it would alter their life right i'm like of course but essentially that is somebody that's vibrating at a low frequency that does want to go higher he's seen what you do so when you when you speak to these kind of people what what frame of mind are you in because you know that you have to engage with people that are not vibrating at the same pace at the, at the same elevation that you are at so i have to remind them that i see in them what they're yet to be so i mean the point is is they're coming that's so, that's so crucial man yeah they're coming to me and with an accept, expe expectation that I'm going to take them from where they are to close to where I'm at. So I have to only see in them what's possible. That's why you have to hire a mentor who's done exactly what you want to do because it's very hard for him to even see you fail. He has succeeded in all the areas that you wish to succeed in. So all he sees is how you're going to be able to do what he's done. He doesn't see how it's even possible not to do it. He doesn't see it. He does. He has no ability to undo the work he's done. Yeah. He has done the work. He's walked the path. He's jumped the hurdles. And now he sees the only way that you're going to be able to do it is the same path he walked. So he's going to guide you through it. For instance, hypothetically, and I know that you do not like hypotheticals, but I need to understand if a person that's actually doing really well for themselves is finding a way to self-sabotage their success and they've gone back to their older patterns and once again they come back knocking at your door. What do you what do you say to a person like that? I mean, it's just going to take honesty. But first off, I mean, people work at their house. They work on their job. They work at their house. They work on their car. They work on their lawn. They work on their marriage. The second you fail to work on you, your worth will slide. 
So the personal development work will instill the personal worth. If you haven't done personal development work, you will not have personal worth. If you don't have personal worth, you will self-sabotage. Yeah. Someone who's done a lot of work on themselves would not go drink. They're, very, they're so worth it that they won't do it. Someone who has done immense personal development work will not self-sabotage. You're right. Because they're worth it. Like I even see people who get around a lifestyle like mine and I would give them everything and they can't, they're not worth it because they haven't done the personal development work. And since I've done the work, I know I'm worth it and so much more. Yeah. That's the only thing that keeps people down is their view of self due to the internal work they have, have yet to do. It's the only thing. This was so incredible. Rodney, do you want me to ask him something? Blake, this is it. This is your time, man. If there was a person out there where they're like, they're they're right on the precipice where the person is cheating, where it's like, man, I really want to do this big thing, or like it's big to them, right? But I just I can't seem to push myself over. What what would you? You have to operate from your purpose. Like everybody's life's purpose is to create the individual they admire and give that person to the world. So I mean, once you remove yourself from self that'll keep you doing the daily work if you do the daily work you'll create the individual the only reason people don't do the daily work or they fail to do the daily work is out of selfishness once you've transcended self there's no selfishness there's only a path you're walking to your purpose so i tell people create the individual you admire and give that person to the world i mean that person that you admire that 10.0 version of you if he walked by you you would know he was special he just wasn't he wasn't like anyone you've ever seen he was in great shape he had a financial capacity that was obvious i mean this dude carried himself a completely different way his energy was different there's people who walk in the room and you just know they're a certain type of person yeah and that's what you create when you live in a high frequency state when you actually live in a high frequency your frequency becomes what you frequently see so you start to see everything differently i see everyone for what they're yet to be. I know exactly what they need to work on. I know their exact path and I know exactly how they're going to get where they want to go. And they don't understand that the only job humans are supposed to have is to heal themselves and teach others to do the same. Very true. So whether it's financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, all you guys possess a skill that can heal someone else. Dropped 180 pounds, 150 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Dropped 150 pounds. That is a skill he has that will heal the greatest source of pain someone knows. Yeah. We've both made millions. That's a skill yeah. we have that can heal millions of people in the world's ability to step above that pain they've known their whole life. Me, luckily, I was overweight. I learned how to heal that and I teach others. I was grew up poor, so I learned how to heal that and I teach others. I was a drug addict and a, an alcoholic. Likewise. I healed that and I could teach others to do it. Cool. I was a very negative person. I still have my bouts with it. So everything I've healed actually becomes a seven to eight figure path of helping other people. That's incredible. It's crazy. When you were building yourself up, was there a specific person that you saw that you were maybe like, that's the person I want to be? Well, at that time on Instagram, when I was in the penitentiary, so anyone who doesn't know, Go to at Watson underscore fit on Instagram, scroll yep. all the way down and you'll see a bunch of black and white photos. Those black and white photos were taken in the penitentiary while I was incarcerated. Yeah. And no, they don't give you phones in prison. We were doing this. We were doing this just 
completely there was contraband we were yeah. fucking illegally doing it right but we were doing positive shit risking getting in trouble so i saw people online like rich piana and i saw these other fitness people yeah. showing like a quality body a workout or even motivational speaking about being better and it really affected me i saw rich piana i saw these other people doing it at that time in instagram it was a photo and a good quote and it really did a lot for me because I was struggling. So I was like, I can do that better. So at that time, it was Rich Piana and all the other fitness type people or motivational speakers and influencers that were on Instagram. So it was really that. And then a few books I read. But I mean, social media had a special way of um, getting through to people because everyone's so they're so upfront. You get to meet him. So you, Rich, would you'd show his house, he'd show his cars, yeah. he'd show how buff he was. I didn't want to be as big as him ever. Yeah. But I saw how tatted he was and he, how outspoken he was and how he was showing his life like it was like a music video, yeah. which is something I was always attracted to. And it just worked for me. That teaching format worked for me. And I said, I'm going to do it better. And that's what I did. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. How happy are you, Wes? I don't even engage in happiness. I mean, moment to moment, I I have moments of peace to where mm. I'm not needing anything. Being happy is a desire that can be met or not met, so it will leave you empty at some times and fulfilled at some times. But um, when I'm in my state of, when I'm living my purpose, I need for nothing. So when I'm purpose-driven, Wes Watson needs nothing, and that's when he's happy. And he lives a purposeful life all day. In flow. I go flow state. Yeah. yeah, I go from posting online to being on calls to doing this podcast to where eight to twelve hours or more out of my day, I'm in flow state, living my purpose and helping other people. So at those moments, I'm experiencing what people call happiness or inner peace. But the rest of the day, after this call, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, I want to fucking." cheeseburger, fries and stuff. And I know I can't eat that. It's just a yeah. weird desire. Yeah. Or I'll be like, I want my chick to fly in and just be so good to me and shit. And we're not in the best terms, so that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so all, or I'm just going to buy a new Phantom. I'm, I, every day I shop for crazy cars. <laughs> they, my guy's probably going to deliver me one before I leave. Yeah. But 2024. Nice. But um, the thing is, it's not going to do anything. Like I'm expected to get another. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it for what uh, two days? Three I'm days? expected to get another yeah. Phantom. Yeah. What it does when you show a lifestyle like this is it keeps other people still working and seeing that it's possible. Yeah. Because fuck that, not having that stuff is not cooler than having it. Absolutely. But if you're a shitbag person and you have it all, what's the fucking point of having it? It actually will make having money worse if you have bad character and you have money. Right. Because then you'll be like, what's wrong with me? And it's a complete target that it's you that's wrong because you have mean. everything else now that happens to me in moments exactly. when i'm an asshole to people i feel it the karmic dead will sit in i'll sit there and replay the event ah, i shouldn't have said that ah, i shouldn't have been like that well now this moment has been taken from me i have zero clarity in the moment i'm not able to move forward my main goal is to move forward or at least be doing the purposeful work that makes me not worry about any time and puts me in flow state in what i call inner peace so yeah. the whole goal is to not break character each day so that you operate from clean slate, zero karmic debt, and you have complete clarity. You mentioned karmic debt earlier as well. Yeah. You know, you said that we'll get into that later. Yeah, karmic debt is, is just simply put, it's uh, when you don't notice that the universe punishes you with negative 
or positive act with, with your negative acts. The universe punishes you with your negative acts. There's 24 hours in the day, but will those hours be productive is up to whether you owe karmic debt or not. It's easily put as like, say you get off the phone with your girl and you know, you guys start to argue and you say something that you didn't mean yeah. and, and you, it slips out. You, you fully, Oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Now I'm going to pay for that. So for the next five hours, you're fully just thinking about that. You shouldn't have said that. Yeah. True. Now, if you wouldn't have said that, if you wouldn't have broke character, if she just would have, you'd have been in flow. You'd have been, yeah, in flow. And you would have been admonished of that karmic debt, that guilt you were feeling for saying that. Anytime you act incorrectly or out of alignment with what we're supposed to be as humans, which is at the highest character, the highest frequency, anytime you act out of alignment with that, you're going to be faced with that event until you learn from that event. And that period is the karmic debt washing over you and taking the moment from you. Very, very so cool. a lot of people live in a, a consistent uh, phase of karmic debt. A lot of people can be experiencing karmic debt by not even in, adhering to their vision. In loops. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah, their yeah. vision is like, hey, you're supposed to go, you're supposed to do this in your life and you're not, well, then you'll, you'll be experiencing karmic debt in the form of regret where you're like, damn, I need to do that. Damn, I need to do that. So is now you're in a you current, mean? yeah, that's, that's what, what he said. Meant, yeah. So now you're in a current state of desire where inner peace is taken from you. But if I made you a consistent daily process where we hit every step to building the life you want, you'd be congruent with your conscience. Thus, there'd be no karmic debt. Now, the only way you could ever flaw at that point is to come out of character with people as an individual by treating them not in accordance with the golden rule. Mm, very true. But I mean, the golden rule is so fallible because everybody says like, um, everybody be kind. Well, is it kind to lie? Is it kind to tell your friend, hey, yeah, is it kind to take your friend out drinking? Some people would say. So a lot of people's mm -hmm. definitions are so flawed. I would have to sit them down with a belief system like mine to show them how they're not aligned with karmic, re karmic implications. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Because they think they're, hey, it's my friend's birthday. I'm going to take him out drinking. That's an awesome thing because, to do. Because they've them. lost the ability to critically think for themselves. There's, right? there's zero critical thinking to where you say, okay, it starts fun. How does it end? Mm. I mean, and we, anytime we regret something, it's grounds for removal. I completely agree. I think this was an incredible journey. I think it was wonderful meeting Wes. And uh, thank you so much for making thank all you. that time for me, man. Thank of course. You.